Welcome back to a brand new episode of Full Metal RPG, episode 87. I am your host, Brendan Carey, and today I am joined by the core crew of hosts. What up, everybody? Welcome. Yeah. We got Adam motherfucking Sink. What up, Adam? Not much. How's it going? It's going, my friend. It's going. We got the notorious RBK on the wheels of steel doing all the production <laughs> shit. What up? Wiki, wiki, wiki. No, it's wrong, wrong wheels. There's no straight. wheels. All right, no wheels. There's Damn. no real wheels, guys. Yeah, Sorry. I'm doing all right. The wheels have fallen off. Yeah, already. The wheels are Perfect. metaphorical. <laughs> and we have Ashley. How you been? Welcome back to land. Yes, I'm back on land. I'm just happy not to be sick. Ah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, let's all be grateful for As are we all. Yeah. As of yeah, right now. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, how is everybody doing? It's been um, it's been a hot minute since we had a convocation of this August personage. Everybody doing okay? Getting in games? Did anybody get in any games at all? Ever? No, I can tell by your face you did not, <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> well, she was busy. She was on a was ship. Busy. I've been prepping my dark game. So, okay, I haven't been okay. playing games. Right, I've been sure, sure. prepping a game. Yes. Yes, and Richard. I, I've been prepping a convention that may or may not happen. Uh, oh, don't be so dreary. Thanks, coronavirus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag topical. Well, but I, I've been 3D printing trophies, so I've got this sweet beholder trophy. Yeah, for that the, is pretty uh, sweet. I see that. That's pretty amazing. That is some, that is some sweet ass shit. got the tongue yep. sticking out and everything. Yeah. yeah. A little I paid, Gene Simmons I paid all of $5 for the file, so, you know. Mm. <laughs> it's, I'm going to have to get at you about this uh, 3D printing thing because I have I have needs. Well, okay. Well, we'll talk about things. I I have ideas. So. Sick, sick. All right, cool. So, uh, this episode of Full Metal RPG is sponsored by our latest patron, Paolo. What up, Paolo? Uh. You can find Paolo on the Exemplary Dungeon Punks podcast, now with a brand new mini show where Paolo and Connor Boardman, Paolo, but not Paolo Boardman, Connor Boardman's the other guy on the show. Anyway, they talk about Warhammer gaming. I uh, listened to the latest episode, and I can tell you straight up that it was sick. Two dudes just talking about Warhammer, no pretense. It's very fun. It's very fun. So thank you very much for your patronage, Paolo. Not only are we happy to have you on board, but we thank you for your years of service. In the meantime, many thanks go out to all our other patrons who make Full Metal RPG possible as well. For as little as $1 a month, you can help grow the podcast you hate to love. If you would buy us a drink, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Now, part of the show where we go into the black hole. So the black hole is the the light sucking void that eats up all of our time and money and attention. It is the the black hole of role playing. <laughs> so uh what have we been up to, hosts? What 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 RPG RPG fun has been consuming all of your resources? Richie, I see you reaching slowly across the table. What up? <laughs> uh Morkborg. The oh, bo- boy. I, ha- I have the book in my hand. It is uh a truly amazing volume. I am still trying to figure out how you actually run in such a world, but it's fascinating and tantalizing to read. It is uh, is one of the highest production values I have ever seen. I mean, there is gold leaf inside, oh, wow. silver leaf yeah. inside the book. Yeah, it's inside shit. the book. It's hot. It looks so fucking I mean, and, good. And, and the page that I open to, 
you can decide as the game master how long the world has left. Yeah. Uh, the years of pain, the bleak half year, the fall of the angst, the cruel month, or the end of time. And you roll a die according to that. And if you roll a one, then you roll on one of the, a, a table that looks like a King James Bible quote. <laughs> and then that is the, the torture that befalls the world. And it is choice. Nice. Chef kiss cho- choice. Nice. Nice. Uh, and like... It just, every page is this like whiplash of uh, style. I mean, there is not just silver, but gold leaves upside down cross Mm -hmm. in the back of the book. So it is one of the most amazing books I have ever uh, held in my hands for this, our humble hobby. They're fucking sold out again already. Yeah. I I just can't fucking believe it, man. (laughs) They blew through two print runs of that thing so fucking fast. And, um, you know, uh, we actually have uh, the the creators, um, Johan and Pele. We have uh, we have an interview with them, and uh, due to some shit with me, I've just been kind of sitting on it. So it's like that was like supposed to be out like three days ago, but it's mm-hmm. not. Um, so that'll be you know that's something to look forward to. You know we 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 do have that interview, and uh, uh, you know you can hear them talk about it. I mean, I'm really stoked to finally get my hands on it at some point. Yeah, I, I really, I, I'm, you know, I'm You're slowly. Run it? Well, well, I'm slowly working my way through, and I'm trying to decide whether I, I get the house rule of when the world ends, you burn the book, whether or not you do that, because <laughs> that's it's literally says like if the yeah. world ends, you burn this book, and I'm like, I can't. Oh, what the hell? <gasps> I haven't gotten to that page yet. That's not good. <laughs> oh well, the pages was, are so. The, the one of the page things 44, about so. the pages are so thick. That it's hard to tell whether you've turned the page one page or two. Yeah, they're very saturated with ink. Also, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's like magazine pages on on t- sides of regular paper. So it's like three oh, pages thick. I didn't, I didn't mean to harsh your buzz there, but uh, yeah, yeah, that well, doesn't look right. I am Richie Buzzkill. Yeah. So right. Who's might the wanna, Buzzkill now? <laughs> well, I have that. I can, I can sort of repair that because <laughs> yeah, it's not a. It's not a. Uh, well, we should we should reach out to them and see what they say. Yeah. yeah. You definitely want to do that. Well, it, it's what happens when I don't like read, you know, flip all the way through a book when I get it. So, yeah. mm. you plan on reading that, buddy, or not reading it, playing it? Uh, I definitely want to play it. I definitely, well, like I said, I'm trying to figure out how I would run such a thing because I've sort of been off the whole fantasy thing for a while. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm trying to figure out how you run such a world. And I, I haven't got to read the adventure that's in the back of the book yet. So, I really want to. I, I that's how I'm going to figure out how to run this, and I can cool. I, I can sort of see that the, it, the bones are there and it's really cool, but I don't know if I can run it or not. That's interesting. That's the, that's the kind of my that's my current question. Like amazing fiction, amazing uh little you know light little system. I don't know if I can run it. <laughs> Believe in yourself. If you dream it, you oh, can well, achieve that's, it. That's a problem. Uh, put it out into the universe, and and you'll and it will come back to you. It's it's like the secret. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There's the, only the, one way to find out, man. Right. It, run it. Just man. give yeah, it a try. Just, uh, yeah. Call over some friends. I mean, I do have a black table we can play on, so that's the yeah. only color you should play that too. <laughs> this, is a, this is a great table for uh, me for gaming, by the way. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, what you guys been doing, Adam? You play anything? No, I've just been anything? prepping, prepping just, my game and kind of reading a bunch of Dark Ages stuff. I pulled a bunch of the old books out and was going through them and then was trying to go through Toma Secrets and didn't really care for that one. So I shelved it and gave up. But yeah, I got some stuff going on. So I will be doing something cool with it. I, I Oh, I did run a game. I ran Altered Carbon. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. you did. 
I played in that. Yeah, you played. Yeah, that. yeah that's on. That's on YouTube. There we go. That's yeah, on YouTube. That's on YouTube. We had to figure that out because we yeah. did. Uh, and the the through the thrilling conclusion. Wow, I'm doing yeah. air quotes. Is this Thursday? So wow. that won't be live streamed, but it we will be putting it it'll, out on Thursday. It'll be it'll be it. in the past to all you listeners. It yeah. was right. in the last Thursday. Mm-hmm. So our yeah. future Thursday is your past. So Thursday. it will be out by the time that this hits your ears. So if you're yeah. at all interested in watching us live role play a a game that is not really even in beta. It's in kind of in Kickstarter. There are some some sample rules out there. You mm-hmm. can check that out and yeah. see how it went. Well, I cool. just have to say that you have the best pause faces I have ever seen. Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> as as the stream was breaking up because I was yeah. watching the first episode, like the, it's the like an election breaking. when you know, or the, it's her face would always be. Yeah, I I yeah. have I try to be very expressive right. with my yeah, yeah. with my face when I'm doing these things, and so I contorted into into weird. And then when yeah, you get all of these <laughs> great little moments of like, oh, look at that sideshow freak and his twisted gnarled visage. That sounds yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so check that out. What what channel is that on? That's on Glory Hounds channel with two D's at the end. So gotta have you gotta spell it two D's. This really, if YouTube. you just search for Altered Carbon RPG, there's not very many results. One of them is the Ivan Van Norman one with uh, mm. all of all of those people, uh, and then there's ours. So you can. You can find it pretty easily. There's like there's there's a small little gap in production value between those two. There's just barely just noticeable. Barely, yeah, right? just slight it's gap. One could uh, be mistaken for the other. So read the notes carefully. I have been told that I that I look like Vivid Vivka. So uh, you know, who said that? Just liter- literally no one. I was I was I just trying told. to build myself up. But thanks for that. Thanks for turning me back down again. So Adam, I can always count on you. So Adam and I. Are both on that, and uh, you can also find the links on fucking Facebook, mm-hmm. and the the Formula RPG Facebook. We can like link you right into that. If you haven't take checked those out already, you know, yeah, no time like the present mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. How about you? Um, we finally gotten back into my Pathfinder campaign. Ooh. We finally got almost everyone together. We've got a pretty big Ooh. party. So yeah. now, now hang on. This is, is this Pathfinder first edition. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, and uh, is this like is this completely homebrewed? Right. No, we're doing the. Um, Oh, Emerald Spire? Oh, the Emerald Spire Mega yeah. Dungeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what level are you now? We are on the Drown level right now, oh, which okay. is, we've been, I mean, this campaign's been going for a year right. and a half but now. character level, what like, what level are you Oh, character at? level. Yeah. Five? Five, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. wow. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, over a year and you're only a five? Yeah. We. I mean, we don't get to play as often yeah. as we want. I mean, like... uh Pathfinder is one of those things you can either level up quickly or now. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Oh, wow. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. But the Emerald Spire will take you all the way to 20, right? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it's it's been really cool. We're um, I'm the cleric, so I'm the healer, but I'm a, a tanky healer because mm-hmm. my AC is like 19. And so they're like, oh, get in there. And, you know, so finally I gave in to peer pressure and decided that I would go in and help in combat. And I got killed by like a fucking crab. <laughs> like not killed. I got because at negative 15, I think, is when you actually like die your true death. You and die, die. Yeah, negative I got half hit points, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And it was I was at negative 14. So, yeah, it was scary, scary business. And I'm just like, this is why I don't do this. Who's going to heal me? Who's going to heal you when you guys get fucked up? Just so. have them pull your stack and re-sleeve you. You'll right. be fine. Oh, yeah, wait, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a different game. Cause, cause, we'll just have a deal with the god. That's the right. that's the best part about dying in some of those yeah. games, when they just allow you to resurrect because you have made a deal with the devil. I mean, mm-hmm. like, that's the best. <laughs> can you, cause you have, are you able to leave the spire 
dungeon and go back to a village or anything? Yeah. Okay. Which so- we've done. And the oh, okay. village, it's um, Fort Inevitable. Oh, okay. Sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Which is but- like a slaver type. And my, my uh, deity is Caden, who's very anti-slavery, very free will and all of that. So... I have a hard time when we go back into town. So, so, you, <laughs> so. so you're so you're waiting until you get a high enough level to start the riot, the slave revolt. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, awesome. That's what I'm gonna do. Excellent. Love but it. You can lead it. All I'm saying is, you can get res. They can spend all the gold yes. in the whole party and get you res. Yeah. When when you kick off that rebellion, what you do need to equip though is that this was inevitable. Oh yeah, it's right. yeah. <laughs> we have used that in the party so many times. Yeah. All right. Okay. Brendan is disappointed. Um, so, uh, what have I been working on? Well, um, I got to I got to play Ravenous for the first time. Ooh. What? Yeah, it was wow. such a trip, man. Who, who like, ran? Uh, that was my the question. homie Michael Collette did. Nice. I. Uh, uh, we, were, we were supposed to record the Ravenous actual play that we've been working on, and uh, I show up at Collette's house. And I realized I don't have enough mics. I we have like five channels. We're supposed to be running five channels. And I brought four mics, and I was just like, "I'm not." And so we were talking about doing like one of those where somebody shares uh, Richie Buzzkill, and that is the <laughs> look, worst. Look, you have to look, do it. I apologize and profusely. So, all right, so I, I'm sorry that like, you might share uh, with Mike with a toxic, terrible I, I was, person. I was, okay, I was like, like, I really apologize, and I'm not talking about Adam. So like, <laughs> like, so, what did I do? Jeez. I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna block put, you on Facebook I'm now. Right? <laughs> See how you like it. I was like, I'm not gonna put them. Through I mean, I would miss Buzz the Scorpion up, me through. Updates, yeah. So <laughs> they're on Instagram. You can see them. They're public. Oh, okay. You you don't even need Facebook for that. Oh, sweet lord. Anyway, so I so I I kicked it over to Michael real quick. Um, I was like, Yo, do you just want to run this? So he ran it, and I got to play for the first time. Man, that was a trip. That was a real trip. It was fun. It was good. It was very mm-hmm. good. I love the story that he told with it. He did this like crazy thing where um we one of the, we always are trying to do different stuff when we play, and he's like, Oh, I want to see if you can do like a future vampires story. So we were playing like vampires in this like post uh, ecological catastrophe world. And uh, it worked out really well. His story was great, and it was really fun. I think that there was some problems with when you're trying to figure out how supernatural powers work mm-hmm. with science fiction bullshit that you're just making up on the on the fly. Like, I think that probably uh, at some point for the final game there will be like a play play well not playbook but they call it a play set yeah well it sounds like you need to have somebody maybe even Michael write as a stretch goal write this, this yeah write a, a play set, set. Play set. Yeah. yeah or, or as an expansion book of of play sets yeah, like, yeah. Oh, here's a bunch of weird weird you know takes you could have but uh, I think with just a little bit of like pre-definition, that wouldn't have been an issue at all. Right. And uh, it was just really fun to sit down and fail the playbook and actually get to play the game that, mm-hmm. that you know, I always get to run, but I never got to play. And then that did really, like, I got to see it from a different point of view. And I was like, yeah, I can see where some of these moves like fucking suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> they like don't work. <laughs> this is like, this is like, because cause Michael, he would always be, he'd be asking me, like whenever he was having difficulty, like interpreting a move, he would ask me like how to do it. And I was like, yeah, we need to make this more clear because, mm-hmm. like, uh, I won't always be there. <laughs> You're not going to go and run all the games for everyone who. As gets much as I would love to. <laughs> as much as I would love to. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm up to. Um, what do you think? What do you think, Richard? You want to? Uh, we are. It's time for the sponsor read. The sponsored part. So uh, this that is. That was seamless, by the way. Seamless. <laughs> well, perfect. Perfect. Exalted Funeral. Uh, it continues to support uh, Full Metal RPG. Check out 
March Badness sale going on right now at exaltedfuneral.com. There's stuff on sale, and while supplies last, you know what you must do. Uh, <laughs> check them out today and let them know who sent you. Us. I like the little Invader yeah, Zen inflection you put on the yeah. end of that there. Mm-hmm. That was, that was and, good. And check out uh, bonus episode uh, 34 with Matt Kelly and learn all about the great shop and from the horse's mouth. ExaltedFuneral.com Indeed. All right. So we are gathered here today to begin a six-part series on politics and role-playing. So immediately, right out the gate, we'll do a content warning. We'll be saying things you may or may not agree with. We will be making value judgments. We may offend you. We may even offend one another. If you don't like those things, you may not want to listen further. Uh, We'll be releasing one of these uh, politics and role-playing episodes every couple of months into January of 2021. What? Oh, my God. Look at all that foresight and pre-planning. Throughout this series, we'll be taking a look at the RPG industry from the position of people who are attempting to live in a society for the common good, but as people who have different ways of expressing that. Upcoming episodes will cover fantasy gaming from Reagan-era conservatism to the rise of identity politics. Is horror gaming irredeemable? That's not a loaded question. The uh, the Western colonialism and the myth of the rugged white individual. And more. There's even more topics than that. So today will just be kind of an introductory session. We're going to kind of all go around the table. We're going to introduce ourselves to the listeners as gamers and as kind of like political entities. Uh, if you've listened to this show for a long time, this will probably be kind of remedial, but if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome, welcome. Uh, second of all, here's some backstory so that you can kind of get a position as to where we're coming from before we get started. And then we're going to get, we're going to discuss a couple introductory questions that will set the tone for our overarching discussion. Who would like to introduce themselves first? Dramatic. We're all staring at Richard. <laughs> okay. RBK. So I, I've had a, a, a bit of a journey on my political side. So I'm recovering certain uh, political parties. But right now, I hate <laughs> what all... What the fuck does that mean? I, I, at one point, was a young Republican, okay? Hey, man. I know this is a judgment-free zone, except to why I say it's value judgment. Value judgment. <laughs> I, I didn't agree to that. I'm judging. Him. All right. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> keep, keep judging. And at one point, I was a libertarian, but now I hate all political parties equally. So, <laughs> wow. all, all political parties equally. Wow. Uh, so, but Don't I... Don't you think that's still kind of libertarian? It is, but I think that if a, a something can be done economically, I think it should be done. So, I'm, <laughs> I'm, willi- I'm willing to entertain social programs if they can be done uh, with... Uh, uh, with a, a proper amount of budgeting. I I hate bureaucracy, but if you you know we must have it, we must have it. So let's let's. Wow. Okay. All right. So cool. That's I, interesting. That's yeah, insightful. I think humans humans have rights, and we should they they should be fully upheld. So yeah, that's, cool. That's well, you 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 want to expand on that any further? Uh, I mean. Tell us about your history as a gamer so that we can kind of get like right. we, we can co- correlate those I mean, two concepts. So I have uh, played. Since about like 1994, I think, and I've played everything from Western Star Wars to Ten Candles. So I have, uh, I, I've definitely, you know, had some empathetic experiences in. I, I like to play other philosophies as characters to explore those philosophies. That's one of those things I enjoy doing. So 
maybe one of the reasons I have come out from certain philosophies. But I, uh, I, I, you know, that's kind of my history as a role playing. I've played everything as as much as I can, except for Fatal, which. Man, yeah, the the no, the wrecking crew guys and the fatal references. It's just like well, it's, it's everybody pr- wants to talk about fatal all the time. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know why. I, I, the, I can it's go like, the rest of my life without bringing that game it's, up. It's like me. It's, it's like the one line I'm not going to cross. Like I, <laughs> it's 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 a game that lives in infamy. It is the one that when you think of what is the worst game. That's the one that gets tossed out a lot. I'm and really so glad I've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah I just I feel like it's yeah. it's taken on a life of its own outside mm-hmm. of even what the content was originally which is bad it's 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 like the lemon party of game oh it's no like the thing that like yeah, you may hear your friends talking about it yeah. but when you like when you learn what it is then it's in your head and then you have to live with it being in your cool. head and yet it's one of those deals so i'm glad like, i don't know about it it's like, it. like, it's like one said. of those like uh you know you can't unsee it right yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's like a, it's one of those cathonic it's like a real world cathonic moment where you're like oh shit oh fuck and, you yeah. know you know, yeah right. okay and a lot of people treat it like the ring, like they they saw it, yeah. so they have to share it with other people. No, mm-hmm. no, oh, no yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll send it over to your email tonight. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like let me immediately set up some sort of you know filter. Yeah. Filter. I mean, yeah, block so, that. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of my my political side and my history of my gaming. If that's uh, all right. Well, thank you, thank you, Richard, for joining us for these for this conversation. I'm looking forward to your uh, contribution. Adam, would you care to uh, introduce yourself to the listeners? Sure. I'm Adam. Uh, Anyone who has listened to this show for any amount of time has probably come away with the uh, understanding that I am unashamedly and unabashedly leftist. Uh, To Richard's point, I grew up in a family where one grandfather was a cop and the other one was career military, so it was very right-wing. And in Ohio, so additional like midwestern values and catholicism all that layered on top of it as i got older i kind of started exploring things on my own started digging deeper into philosophy realizing that you know other people have value and meaning and live their own complete lives that don't necessarily jibe with mine and so i try to approach everything from a standpoint of empathy i may not agree with you but i can empathize with you and your viewpoint i may think your viewpoint is wrong and abhorrent but I will try to empathize with it if you know to the degree that I am able to. Um, you know, uh, I think every billionaire that exists is a failure as a civilization and a society. And um, I would say, if I had to kind of peg where I'm at politically, there's a Trevor Moore song called "Time for Guillotines." It's that, but <laughs> unironically, and that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, you know, am I an extremist? I don't know. I don't think so, but. If somebody were to throw that in my face, I don't know that I would exactly deny it either. Does anyone who's an extremist ever think they're an extremist, though? I I mean, at some point, I would think that self-awareness is both a curse and a blessing. Mm -hmm. So I would suspect that there are probably extremists who would accept that judgment and go, oh, well, I am an extremist. So, you know, I don't know. Um, Does the FBI have a file on you? Oh, I'm sure they do. (laughs) I... Throughout my entire 20s, I was unable to fly without getting pulled for random screenings, random additional screenings. And they weren't ever like the first time it happened. You're like, okay, the fifth time it happens in a row. You're like, I don't think this is very random anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So me too. And it's, high five. Well, yeah, it's weird because <laughs> once I had kids, that stopped happening. 
So I think my profile shifted and they were like, oh, well, now he's got something to lose. So, well, we don't I I don't know. It was an odd thing. I noticed it and I made note of it and it doesn't happen anymore. So whatever. But Mm -hmm. sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, as a free of the information act, you can always just request. Yeah. I, oh, I'm sure that they'll comply with that. They'll just, oh, yeah, here you go, Adam. I mean, they do. File. <laughs> yeah, they redact things, but they do. Yeah, they do. You just have to pay for the sheets of paper. Yeah. Anyway, so what kind of games do you play? I play all kinds of different games. Cyberpunk, sci-fi, post-apocalyptic, horror, fantasy. I I just like games. I like to explore different worlds, different settings, and I have a lot of fun with it. I got a lot to say about all the different things. We'll kind of get into those as we go on throughout this because we're going to go genre by genre and do some analysis into those. So I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on any of them. But yeah, I have some thoughts about games and politics and how they intersect. We've been talking about fucking games and politics on this show for, <laughs> for like a long four time. years. Oh, yeah. So, we've, we've made some real so, friends yeah. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, DM slide. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, uh, man, he did not like what we had to say. Well, this show used to be good, guys. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. For real. For real. Anyway, so Ashley, how about you? Do you have any, uh, was any, anything you'd like to share with the yeah. I'm I'm basically a hippie, so I don't know oh, if that's goodness. a political party, but I'm all about like, just don't be a dick. That's kind of, I don't care if you believe something differently from me. That's okay. Let me rephrase this. This is how I've always been. I was raised among uh, a family who was very much, everyone's different. You're going to come across all sorts of different people, and that's fine. That's great. Variety is the spice of life, all of that. Uh, I would say over the past, oh, I don't know, three or four years, um, I have definitely gotten more of a no, because normally I would say your opinion is okay, it's your opinion, but now that's not, because if you have an opinion that completely negates someone's existence, that's just fucking wrong. Like, there's no way that that's an okay opinion opinion to have. So, yeah, mostly I'm just, I'm definitely left but not as far as like, you know, putting people in guillotines and shit. <laughs> not, not as far as Adam. No, not as far as Adam. Like if you were to put us on a scale, I'm not as far left as Adam, but I'm headed that direction for sure. And uh, what would you say your gaming background is? Uh, mostly fantasy and sci-fi. I mean, Mamre Alpha is a sci-fi and that one's very, it's a feminist podcast. It's all chicks and we play in the Star Trek universe. So I have sci-fi is the main one that I do, but I also play a lot of fantasy. I've never really gotten into horror. Horror is very intimidating and scary to me because of the things that will probably come up when we go through the horror genre mm. episode. Mm. Interesting. Yes. Oh, fascinating. So, yeah. Foreshadowing. in all these little teasers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sprinkling. It's, it's really interesting having things planned so yeah. that we actually can tease these little, you know, yeah. reveals and tidbits, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that? No, I'm I'm actually really excited to go through this because I think I'm going to form formulate more opinions as we go through for myself that I haven't yet formulated. So I'm excited cool. to go through the series. Cool. Um. So my name is Brennan Carrion. Uh, I've been role playing for a fucking long ass time. I don't know. I can't remember what was the first book. It was either the Star Trek, the fastest Star Trek second edition deluxe box set, or it was Shadowrun first edition softcover. Can't remember. Uh, I remember both being true equally. So um, I'm old enough where my memories are starting to blur into that kind of weird melange. Um, And then, you know, for a long time, I was like fucking white wolf vampire guy. And that was like my whole thing. I did did some AD&D second. And, uh, and, you know, did a lot of the 3.5 thing, rode that pretty hard. And then um, 
in the early 2000s, I got kind of bucked off the uh, trad game thing and some somehow like, you know, spiraled down into independent games. And um, independent games has been my home for, for years now. Uh, I just really can't get enough of them. And I just think about independent games is that I just always find myself falling in love with them again and again. Um, in like new ways, it's great. It's a, it's a great, it's a great relationship. Uh, me and independent games. Um, I uh, am the perennial GM in my group. Like, uh, it started out being one of those uh, convenience things where it was like no one would do it, so I did it because I didn't want us to stop role playing. But then uh, I got a taste for it, and then you know, started carving those neural pathways. And now when I play, I find it difficult to I find it difficult to be a player. Like I can I can I can make it through like a three hour session, but you start getting into like that fourth hour session and I'm just like start freaking out a little bit because it's just like I, did, I need stuff to do. You know, when you're, when you're a GM, you're like activating, like you're just thinking through so many things. So, so quickly, you know, P- potential outcomes and directions that you could go. Mm-hmm. And when, when all you're responsible for is one character, just responding to things <laughs> like, fuck man. It's like, uh, and then sometimes even then it's just like, Oh, well we're all, we're all in one scene and then we're going to break it up amongst four people. It's like, so you're just you're just responsible for this little tiny this tiny sliver of the scene and um I find I find that difficult now. I find that very difficult. Um politically, I'm like hard 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 left. My uh I I came from kind of a weird family. Like my dad was like a for the time he was like kind of like a radical leftist and he uh had this idea that he was going to like I think he kind of wanted to raise my brother and I as kind of like these John Connor type characters who would like, you know, mm-hmm. be like frontline fighters on like what he considered to be the inevitable revolution. And mm-hmm. it never happened in his lifetime. It seems like it might now. It's kind of weird to think about. But I'm in middle age and um, and uh, it's, it, 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 it's very strange for me to, to, to witness everything that's been going on recently. And um, uh, I've always been like a super outsider politically in America, uh, but because I grew up in Arizona and um, because my thinking has always been so far left, uh, I've uh, had a lot, of, a lot of chances to make a lot of political enemies mm-hmm. you know, and make a lot to, to get on the wrong side of a lot of people. Um, and it's this very strange time in America to start seeing like my thought process about how things should be start to actually show up on the map and to mm-hmm. actually hear people like in public places like talking about things that you know I've been talking about with some of my like lefty friends for 20 years like 30 years and just uh uh and now you're like allowed to talk about that shit because there were there was times when like you'd bring certain you know you'd bring up ideas like fucking you know socialized healthcare people be like oh, let's not talk about that in public <laughs> you know what I'm saying I mean uh <laughs> So we we live in we live in crazy times, and I think on some level, um, the hobby of role playing is an interesting bellwether for how politics in America have changed. So just real quick, I just want to kind of posit the the concept of politics rather than when we're talking about what is what what's politics in role playing, and, and you know when we when especially when Adam and I very guess first got started with this podcast, we talked a lot about vampire as a political game, and it still very much is political. It's about political horror, but that's not what we're talking about, right? We're not talking about like who's the prince of the city, and should you play a character that's in the primogen, and if my D and D character becomes king, does he still go on quests? We're not talking about that. <laughs> well, to some extent, it's 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 the in the same vein because it's we're in politics is about 
who holds the power and how do they uh, uh, how do they bring that power to bear? Well, right? sure. And that's that's kind of the axes of a lot of graphs <laughs> in this but situation. Well, but we're not talking about the process of role playing politics. We're talking about how do politics influence role playing. And I think that um, just to kind of create a baseline for our conversation, we can think of politics as just like how people act collectively, right? The decision-making process that determines how collective action will take place, right? And if you imagine like a state of nature, it's very easy to imagine like very basic scenarios and very basic things needing to get done. Even the even delineating responsibilities in those situations is going to require like political action. And where we end up seeing a lot of disagreement, because it's very easy for a tribe or a group of people anywhere to sit there and look at each other and say, I think we should survive, right? They might even agree how they should survive. Oh, well, we need to build some lean-tos, we need to get some fruit, and we need to, you know, build a fire. But where people really start disagreeing about things is the basic, their basic premise is about how the world works foundational thinking about the nature of reality in a certain way, right? This is the fundamental difference between, like, this is why, like, in America we can't get along. Am I right? To me, the question always kind of comes down to fairness. What are you concerned about with fairness for, and what do you mm-hmm. think is fair, right? Like, because the, the thing that I keep hearing people say when you discuss anything political, it, it, it always kind of comes to, well, that's not fair, or how is that fair to me? Or, well, how is that fair to this other person, right? And there's kind of that question always lurking in the background. And it it a lot of times does become kind of a moralistic judgment. And it's one of those weird things where politics morph, I want to say, back in probably the late 70s, early 80s into, instead of it being just policy discussions, into discussions of right versus wrong and fairness and I think it's equity. always been I, part of it. But I, I, I disagree greatly. I disagree greatly. So if, in America, we have a very particular way of looking at politics because mm-hmm. we're a pure nation. I mean, we just have to remember that the first like white people that like landed up, posted up on this rock and started writing down rules and telling everybody how things were going to be done mm-hmm. were a bunch of Puritan dudes who were seriously so hard to get along with that they had been kicked out of their previous country and they came over here and started making problems for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And we have inherited their legacy of, of of taking laws and morality and just squishing them into like one thing, you know, where like 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 uh, it's 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 the uh, the poor and the elect, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, there's these very serious value judgments about how society works that are intrinsically connected to morality, mm. and I don't think that those things are quite the same in other places. I think that that's uniquely American. I wouldn't say that they're the same other places necessarily, but there are definitely other places where, I mean, religion and politics are just so Mm -hmm. intertwined that you cannot separate them no matter how hard you try, because that's just how it's always been. So I I wouldn't say it's a strictly American thing, but the way that we do it might be. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of think that it was right around the time that the whole Christian coalition kind of came about where everything kind of just really got joined at the hip. You know what I mean? Politics and role playing, right? Kind Mm -hmm. of... well, I mean, the initial into the world stage with the coalition is the the satanic panic. Yeah. The whole like mm-hmm. that that era of role playing is bad, 
because it has demons in it, even though right. it's clearly just text. And, it's a, it's, right. it, it teaches right. you to be in a covenant. It teaches you sorcery. Right. But what, it, what does that Man, mean? Man, I wish it did. <laughs> that would be pretty handy, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what does the, these politics of America and the Puritans and what we have, how would that form and what is that to do with RPGs? That's kind of the question we're right right because i mean this does bring back that we're talking about this uniquely american experience in Mm -hmm. the way that religion and politics and law all work together and then the role-playing game is a uniquely american art form and we are very fortunate to live in a time where we're seeing other countries really pulling ahead and doing amazing shit that we hadn't thought of in rpg design but this is one thing that is ours, right? It's jazz. It's like jazz. It's like jazz. Like that was that's an American art form. Like it's sure, sure. So. I think one of the things that makes it different here, though, is that we are one of the only countries who pretend that they're not intertwined. Mm, interesting. So I yeah, think that that's what it is. It's just a weird miasma, though, where it's it's counterculture, but it mm-hmm. also was deeply rooted and and highly militaristic and yeah. kind of fetishized, ritualized behaviors. Mm-hmm. And that was always the weird thing that stuck out to me about it was Mm -hmm. it's just kind of, well, you know, you're part of this group that clearly is not a mainstream group that is counterculture, but then you're kind of steeped in all of this Mm -hmm. very kind of authoritarian, draconian politics, right? And it's an odd, it's an odd coupling. Yeah, because the first, I mean, the first, uh, I don't want to say D&D specifically, but the first role-playing game took place as a military it's a war game yeah yeah it wasn't designed to necessarily be a role-playing game it was actually like a military tactical type thing right instead of a squad you're controlling one person Mm -hmm. that's the that was the difference and Mm -hmm. that was what gygax brought in an artist and kind of built on that with his with his uh use of actually playing a character Mm -hmm. and that's where D &D kind of came together like actually role-playing a character but like I think it is a, you're right, it's a weird counterculture because it's sort of like the, at first it was like the counterculture in the opposite direction of the counterculture from the 60s, the hippie, mm-hmm. right? It's, you have the peace and love and then you have this like, let's play war games, mm-hmm. but we, we're going to play like we're the warriors. Like it's that, it's that like. <sighs> uh, I don't know if maybe. I necessarily agree with that interpretation, but I'll, I'll well, we can, I think we can, we, we can, can circle back that, to yeah. it in a different, in a different time, especially when we get into the fantasy. Yeah, one. yeah. When mm-hmm. we do the fantasy one. There's, there's just so much to unpack in the fantasy one. I mean, yeah, I, I think, I'm I mean, kind of biting my tongue. I don't want to dig too yeah. much into that already, right, but right. I've got some thoughts about that there, percolating. Well, so, so can we just say that politics is inherently intertwined with all activities? And, I think and that we everything's can. political, right? Yeah. Music Personal is political. Is political arts right? political. Any creative endeavor is at its core political. And unless you are a cis het white man, your existence is political at this point. Not that you want it to be, but it's being made to be political. As someone who fits in those categories, I would say my existence is political at this oh, point. Oh, no, dude, come on. Don't be that guy. Don't be, don't be the white dude who's like, but what about me? No, what, it's not what about, what about me. What about but, how I fit into no, this? No, it's not what Let about me. Let stand. You just did it. You just did the thing. Uh, all right, fair <laughs> enough. No, I just, I feel like there is this weird Whole, right that there's this well you're gonna be a certain way I, I don't know i mean i think it's totally like it's it's fine for like individuals to feel that like they see what's going on culturally and they don't identify with it right but the, but 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 by like exclaiming that like hey that's not me mm-hmm. 
we do a disservice to the people who are like trying to make a point about the very real shit that's going on. No, and that's fair. And there is definitely a power disparity there. And it's it's grotesque and it's Mm -hmm. in its strange shape that it has taken. And it's gotten way farther than I ever thought I would see. Yeah. Uh, Let me ask a question to the tape. Okay. Has any of you ever been trying to role play right? And you're like, and you and you do something. And you introduce an element into the to the to the game that is considered sort of like non-heteronormative, just meaning to the situation of the context of the society in which you live, which in this case is like, you know, Arizona, which to be totally honest, is a really provincial area, right? Very full. It's like it's like a giant megalopolis that has the mentality of a small town. That's kind of changing in the last few years, but this is, you know, this is the reality we've lived in. So you introduce one of these like non-heteronormative concepts into a game, and somebody at the table goes, "Can't we just leave the politics out of the games? Can't aren't games just supposed to be fun, guys? Mm-hmm. Has that ever happened to you?" I've had it happen online, talking to people, like not in the people I role play with, but just like in general in discussions and discussion threads. Like even I'll bring up Gaslands. It's not a role playing game, but <laughs> but but like there's these people that fetishize the the General Lee, the old Dukes of Hazard car. Oh yeah, okay. And and, yeah. and 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 like I will go on there and it's like it's a shame you put a loser's car on there. You, you know, you shame you you put that loser car in your in your picture there. It's kind of a terrible traitorous loser car there. <laughs> Just trying to play the like the that that other side. You know, like. And, sure. And, and and like I've definitely got the like, why can't we just have fun? And like, dude, it's 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 clearly what you're doing. You're virtue signaling in a certain direction. Right. But I've never had that in an actual game here, or even with my friends back east. Like, because I guess just where we where I who I play with. But like, I just haven't had that problem. But I don't. Go ahead. Well, this just comes up in gaming all the time. I mean, when I was playing, uh, you know. I, I don't know. There definitely is that kind of white default in games, and I'm, I try to be conscious when I'm doing role playing games and and miniatures in particular to to include you know people of color or other persons in those. Right? Like that was one of the big things when I was making my you know army and my gang for Necromundo was it was like I don't want this to look like everything that I see mm-hmm. everywhere I go. And you know you can open up white dwarf and all these and that's just the default right that's what the sculpts are that's how they're painted that's how they look you know and for a long time and i remember when dnd fifth came out there was a lot of hubbub about oh look at these character portraits like talk about pandering and it's like well, it's not pandering to include different people and representation in it i you know you're just used to that being the way that it was and now it's not that way anymore now you want to get upset about it and i sure i guess i'll empathize i don't agree with you but mm-hmm. i'll empathize with you but you know it you have to move on you're you're always trying to move the you know move forward you want to move the the you know you always want to keep moving down the field you always mm-hmm. be marching towards it and you'll probably never get to the end zone of the true equality and everything else but it's a nice goal to have it's a good goal to pursue and that's kind of what I was when what I was intending to say when I said if you are not you know cis het white man right and you know and to your point you were you were right and and yeah. I accept that and I probably shouldn't have been like oh not all men <laughs> <laughs> that was shitty on my part and I not all cis het white men right no I'm yeah. not like that man. I'm like <laughs> no. I'm enlightened but no and I get it right and that's the that's for me to deal with because that's a reflexive reaction I have to that is I'm just like well I'm 
trying to be an ally and I'm trying to do yeah. my best. And there are definitely yes. times where it's like, okay, Adam, like if you want to be an ally right now, you need to, yeah. this is a teaching moment for you. Like mm-hmm. we're going to teach you some stuff. Well, I mean, even that is kind of like this idea of like, oh, why are there POCs and women around to teach us things? It's not, yeah. sometimes, sometimes <laughs> it's like, no, you know, we, we need to be part mm-hmm. of other people's lives. We need to like take a step back. We need to realize that it's not always about us. We need to take a deep breath. You know, I mean, on some level, this we're we're kind of getting into this now, but mm-hmm. like this is about representation in culture, right? Right. And mm-hmm. like for guys like us, mm-hmm. have plenty of excuses why we can think that the world sort of revolves on an axis around us, because mm-hmm. all storytelling in terms in terms of novels and film. Video games have basically told us that for the last for the duration of our lives. Right. You know, there's like no reason why we wouldn't think that like the the natural place for like a white cishet male to be is just like out in front with a big square chin, like mm-hmm. like letting the you know oh it's a horror movie so the black dude's gonna die first. Right. I, I will make it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there, we, we have plenty of reasons to think that, but like part of our challenge right now is to, uh, especially through role playing and other medias, is to. Um, this is just a. This is my perspective. You know, it's right, but it's also my perspective. <laughs> um, <laughs> At least you're humble is, about is that it. We right. have to. Is that we have to. Uh, we have to embrace new types of storytelling that uh, that that devalue that um, that 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 archetype greatly, and then mm-hmm. and then you know promote these other archetypes in a big way. Let me ask another question. When somebody says to you, uh, uh, can't we keep the politics out of games? What do you think that means? What do you think that they're trying to say? They're trying to say don't make it anything different from what the norm is because the norm, like you said, has been the army of white dudes or whatever has been what you see in all of the, the books, the minis, things like that. So if you bring someone in that is a person of color or non-binary or a woman or something like that, that's goes back to their existence being political where it's like you're trying to make a statement by trying to include this in this game you're you're intruding upon my bubble yeah like yeah. my bu- my worldview and you're you're like you're like wait that is a that is a choice i would not have made <laughs> now i don't have to now i have to think about it like i've even had i have had something where like i play a uh, a black conspiracy theorist who is a cameraman for a reality show and a call of cthulhu game <laughs> Right. I play he's 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 you know, his brother got shot by cops and he is, it, you know, he's schizophrenic. It says so in his character and all sorts of other, uh, you know, so disturbances from Call of Cthulhu. And the other players constantly forget he's black because mm-hmm. I'm not black. And I, I put the black picture up there and I but I treat him like a human. He's a human. I'm not trying to play a stereotype. I'm playing a human that has had these experiences and and has sort of a bent on a certain you know worldview and you know I'm playing a character but I have had them just forget that I'm black mm-hmm. and I'm like wait you're black I'm like yeah dude I'm black <laughs> any any time I've had somebody say can't we keep x out of this or what it's generally I disagree with what you just said or did it mm-hmm. makes me uncomfortable yeah. so I'm trying to silence you and that's okay, right? but it's like, let's take a look at that. Let's let's at least explore it a little bit. And maybe I did do something that was legitimately upsetting, and we mm-hmm. should talk about it. It's why I like to have the X card on the table, right? Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. I'm still a work in progress. You know, I do messed up shit all the time. But you, you know, if your whole thing is, well, can't we just not do that? It's like, well, it's <clears throat> if you're run. There's always an established power structure 
in a game, or at least the ones that I run. There's always some kind of political organization or something occurring in the game. And if you're going to me, well, that's, I don't like it. Okay. Well, it's going to come up in game. There's going to be something you you have to kind of decide, are you willing to interact with that or not? If you just want to like kill things and take treasure, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But even that's kind of a political action in a way, in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could say that uh, exercising force of violence for economic appropriation Uh, is is. entirely political. And that that really gets the crux of what, of, 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 of what I'm getting at, which is every single time someone has come at me with this question and I get it a lot. I get it a lot where it's always some well-meaning person who is very nice. It's always a, it's not some of the nicest guys at the table, which is why don't trust nice guys, kids. <laughs> the whole thing about I'm just, a, I'm just a nice guy. People can be really, really nice and harbor incredibly damaging ideas. And they always mm-hmm. go, oh, I just wish we could keep the politics out of games. And I always think to myself, what you mean to say is, I wish we could keep your politic mm-hmm. out of game. Because you're totally fine when it's your politics, mm-hmm. when it's white dudes, when it's imperialism, when it's kind of like uh, uh, dualistic religions, when it's uh, like uh, certain kind of like uh, economic structures being represented, that shit's totally cool. Like, oh, that's mm-hmm. because, because, and this gets back to what I was saying at the very beginning, it reflects their vision of how reality works and they don't like being confronted with an alternative vision of how reality might work to somebody who's not like them. And on some level, isn't the fucking point of role-playing to do something that's not like you, right? Sweet Lord. And what a privileged place to be coming from to have that outlook because when you say the purpose of role-playing is to play someone who's not like you, to have that option to play someone like you is awesome because there's so many different demographics out there that can't play someone like them because it's just either not in the book or they have to build something or when they do try and play someone like them they get that can't we leave politics out of it yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah seriously seriously uh so um why is this such a big deal why are we taking six episodes to talk about this why does it keep coming up in in in, in like message boards and twitter threads and fucking kerfuffles at the game store and why does this matter because life is politics and art is politics there's mm-hmm. no there's no escaping them. They're deeply intertwined. Um, to exist in the modern world is to exist as a political being. It's to exist as a religious or irreligious, depending upon your, your bent. Um, and that's one of the things. Even dating apps have a section where they're like, list your politics and list your religious beliefs. And as someone who's been on them, when I hit a profile where they're wearing a MAGA hat or they go, I'm conservative and I want an alpha man or a man who leads, I'm like, nope, hard swipe left. Like, that's not what I'm about. Um, you know, sh- should I give people a chance and get to know them? Maybe. Maybe that would be the egal- egalitarian thing to do, well, but I don't know. I think, it's, I think it should just be a, a uh, sorry, uh, I, I think it should just be a, a, a inspiration for your uh, co- oh, CNC, uh, CNC yeah. 20, 2300 AD, you where you have the two different camps <laughs> of, of the left, the left America and the right America camps in the, in this, like you're, you're doing uh, I still got to uh, get a magic system down, but that's a totally different I'm discussion. Just, you know, I'm well, just well, saying, that's outside like, of this, but that thing. is an inherently like, political game too. Oh, it, right. <laughs> you think? No, I, mean, <laughs> I think um, people are making politics and their political affiliations, religious affiliations, more of their actual identity now, 
when before that wasn't that big of a thing. So to your point, Adam, with the dating apps thing, if I saw that, also le- left is the bad one, right? Where you get yeah, them to go away. Is, okay. Left is, <laughs> yeah. Well, left is as a left-hander, left is always bad. Okay. <laughs> right is always good. Left is always bad. Yeah. Which is like because if you want to talk about microaggressions, like right. like as a left-hander, yeah. it's like you're all with my. Right I kind hands, of understand that with my right-handed privilege, I never really had, right. had to worry well, about. So you that, always had the scissors. You always had right. the can opener. You yeah. always had everything you needed. Yeah. Whereas you know, I and. I only got a little taste of it, but I'm like, oh, that's shitty. It's shitty mm-hmm. when the world is like my school desk is not designed for me. Yeah. My scissors are not designed for me. I can't open a can. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, people make fun of me because I'm Johnny Silverhand. Right. Because I because <laughs> I write weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But if you're leading with that and um, making that part of your identity and what you want to put out there, then yes, if that's such a big part of who you are, it's going to be very difficult to get along. So and also, I think that right now, everything is being made to be political in that people are being more polarized than they've ever been before either. So like, for example, I was saying that I'm um, just the hippie, love everything. I think love could fix everything. But lately, I've been finding myself like you have to choose a side. You can't kind of just be in the middle of things. You have to pick a side or else you're on the other side. You know what I mean? So you definitely have to kind of pick one and go with it right now. Like you have to kind of take a stand in society right now. So I think that that's another reason it's been more prominent and talked about. Silence defaults to the oppressor. Yep. Neutrality defaults. Yeah. Um, and I just don't believe that role-playing is not contested ground. I think that we see it, you know? Mm-hmm. We've got, we, you know, we've got like, we've got a uh, fucking Varg mm-hmm. uh, writing his goddamn white supremacist role-playing game. It has like a billion source books. And then you got guys on Instagram wearing ski masks, and then they play the Varg role playing game, and they'll and they'll and they'll and they'll hold and they'll hold up their copy of the Varg role playing game, and they'll go like, "What you think it's you think uh, uh you're better than me because I play this game? I'm not politically correct. I won't do political correct stuff like as though that's somehow what you're talking about. It's it's I mean mm-hmm. it's literally a white supremacist role playing game. Okay, so if if role playing is going to be contested ground, which it is, because it's a it's a it's a marketplace of ideas, then I will contest you there. I'll contest you there every single time, and we will have to meet in the middle. And I am certainly not going to just cede the ground of role playing to let it be run over by whatever kind of like right wing authoritarian bullshit that like is 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 in vogue this particular week. You know what I'm saying? But do you feel like we've kind of with pulled into separate camps at this point? What, role-playing? Yeah, because I kind of feel like there is that that right-wing camp that's on on that edge, and they've kind of pulled into the OSR community and the Varg, and they, they've got that. And then I kind of feel like the leftist left-wing is more on the, I don't know, white wolf, vampire, the masquerade side, pulling Oof. the other direction. You see, that's the thing. Go ahead, Richard. Well, I was going to say, I think I think you're not wrong about a lot of OSR products, but that's the one thing about uh, Mork Borg is they specifically state that they will not publish or certify anything to them that is not humanitarian in nature in, in you know all of the ists will not be allowed with their stamp on it so there are people fighting back to that idea that i think morkborg is is not osr but it's very close to that kind of like stripped down ideal but i, I think there there's just people trying there there are people in all the spaces in all the micro spaces trying to like push and pull in, yeah. in all directions. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think it can be neatly compartmentalized anymore. And I I I think 
I think uh, much like Ashley was saying, like society is fragmenting, uh, and the uh, and role playing society is fragmenting, and that is a good thing. A lot of people they hear that and they think, ah, oh, it's terrible. But what are we talking about when you're not fragmented? You're talking about hom- homogeneity, and um, uh, the role playing industry, the role playing like world was incredibly homogeneous for like the first 30 years. You know, it's just like um, suffocatingly so. And we're seeing uh, real uh, conflict over ideas in that space now. And we're seeing a lot of different voices. And, and, and you know what? That doesn't mean that I'm going to sit here with some kind of rubber stamp and be like, this one's far enough left for me. That means I love it. <laughs> there's a plenty of lefties out there writing shit games, guys. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty of people who are like... Um, like, you know, proudly like displaying their pronouns and shit and getting like a lot of adulation for being for writing like non white male cis games mm-hmm. that aren't good games, you know? I mean, I'm, you know, and that's cool. I'm glad that people are having the opportunities to do things. That doesn't mean that I'm just like automatically in love with any game that is like put in front of me because of who's writing it or necessarily what they're writing about. But that does not mean I don't think that it's important. Does anybody have anything you want to say as we kind of wrap it up? Last thoughts, closing thoughts. I think we're good. All right. Well, uh, Mr. Buzzkill, no, yeah, we're talking about uh, Mr. Sink. You're going to take us out, right, bud? I am going to take us Let's out. Let's do it. Let's do it to it. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this highly charged episode of Full Metal RPG. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to thank Paolo and all of our patrons over at Patreon once again. If you'd like to join their ranks, check us out. Patreon.com slash FullMetalRPG. If you'd buy us a drink, please consider supporting us. Our email is FullMetalRPGOfficial at gmail.com. Discord is tinyurl.com slash FullMetalDiscord. Instagram and Facebook, FullMetalRPG. We welcome your comments and your feedback, even if we don't necessarily agree with it and you don't necessarily agree with us. <laughs> yep. yep. Thank you, That's everybody, it. for listening. Thanks, Have a everyone. great night. Good night. Yeah. 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 Yeah.